Hello and welcome back to Chatterstorm. Uh, my name is Josh and I'm here with Sam and Sarah once again Hello. to talk about Magic the Gathering. Hello. Now, if you follow us on Twitter, which you can at ChatterstormPod, you will know that we skipped last week because <laughs> we were playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yep. Um, so... Let's just immediately, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Let's just immediately go off topic. Uh, yeah. How are you guys finding Pokemon Legends Arceus? Just, no, we can't do this, Josh. Come on. <laughs> we already missed an episode to play. Okay, we can't fine. then talk about fine, it. Fine, fine, fine. Um, <laughs> if you want us to talk about it, though, you could tweet us, and then we will. Yeah, yeah. If you want a special PLA, PLA episode, episode, yeah. Um, all right. So this week in Magic. The full Kamigawa Neon Dynasty spoiler is out. Mm -hmm. So you can go to magic.wizards.com and check out every single card yep. in the set, which is huge. And I think, uh, well, I think the set releases like next week, right? Next week? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, is yeah, that right? Yeah, pre-releases next Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, should we go? Well, yes, we should, but as with... It's on Friday. But with all the previous sets... Um, our local game store is still having the issue of actually getting them on time. Yeah. Uh, so if they're here, we so actually next weekend I won't be able to, or this next Friday. Mm. But if it's if it's delayed, then maybe I can. So mm. pre-releases are on Saturdays too. Yeah, I'm working the weekend. Oh, you're doing your stupid shift. Stupid shift. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. Um, yeah. So full spoiler is out, which is exciting, and yes. pre-releases next week supposedly, which means even if your local game store does not have supply, you can play it on Magic Arena. And mm -hmm. try out the set. Very excited. Now, let me ask you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been playing much Magic lately? I don't even have it installed right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I've got my new PC. I've not even installed it yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've just I, I don't think it. I've played Magic for about a month, actually. Um, yeah. I think it, the time is just... Sometimes I just fall out of the habit of playing Magic. Yeah. And You've been playing two Pokemon games fairly hard though as well. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So have I. Yeah. I have been playing a lot of it's it's the especially it's because there was a recent change with the with the alchemy and I, I with alchemy the the last episode we talked about we talked about the changes that were made. The mm -hmm. the nerfs and the buffs. Um I haven't played any alchemy at all. Yeah. Uh, I have not played with the new new meta game by any chance. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even know what the meta game's like. Unfortunately I'm a little bit out of touch. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. Don't know what's going on, but doesn't mean we can't talk about all these brand new Kamigawa cards for all the sets and not just Magic Arena. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So let's talk today about the set from a pretty uh, like high level view. Yeah, uh, and the general themes that we're seeing. So, what are your guys's impressions of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty now that you've seen all the cards? I think that the the set itself is because we're, we're in kind of like the mid-season of sets being released and those tend to be kind of lower power kind of like we had how we had Strixhaven in last year mm -hmm. and um uh, so as a mid-season as in like the we've just had the rotation happen and then we're like two or three sets in um because there's usually like four sets per rotation or something mm -hmm. or four or five sets. i still don't understand how yeah. rotation somehow works. It, it works somehow <laughs> um so yeah we tend to get the lower power ones and i think kamigawa is I haven't seen anything that's kind of screamed Eldraine or Zendikar to mm. me. Yeah. Nothing like that. Um, but that doesn't mean it doesn't look really fun because we have lots and lots of cards, not just for standard. Um, specifically, I pointed out that I think Pauper is going to benefit massively from this set. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of uh, Pauper... 
I was seeing a lot of pauper talk recently because we had the bannings. There's the new yeah. pauper like committee, I think, that was formed. Yeah, something kind like of that. like like the collective like advisory yeah. group, okay. but for pauper. Yeah, that's cool. which is really nice, uh, and that's an official Wizards of the Coast thing as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, well, that, um, well. that means they're invested in pauper. Yes. yes, which is nice because pauper is a great and fun format. And is, we should all yeah. play it. Um, and yeah, so this set saw a lot of really nifty pauper cards. Um, lots of lots of commons that definitely worth keeping if you open them up in case you ever want to get into the format. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you guys have any pauper cards that you might have wanted to pick up? I can't remember the names of any of them, but there certainly are a good amount in this set. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the big thing, the big reason for that is that this has turned out to be a very artifact-heavy set. Yeah. yeah. And artifacts are really strong in Pauper. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Atog was just banned, yeah. uh, which is kind of the flagship creature for the Affinity yeah, Deck. Yeah, the centerpiece, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is actually like a nerfed Atog that's been printed into... <laughs> yeah, the four mana version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- <laughs> definitely not as powerful as Atog. Uh, let me just find it. Mm-hmm. Did they unban anything in Pauper? I feel like I remember seeing Sojourner's Companion or something was unbanned. I think Sojourner's was oh, unbanned okay. and Atog was, was banned, yeah. That, mm, uh, so that, okay. that makes me think the deck is still quite Viable, a big playable. Yeah, because yeah, then you have the, you've got eight, seven mana, four fours that you can just chuck out for free with yeah. Affinity, which is pretty good. I can't find this card. Um, it was the four mana warrior. Ah, got it. Go. So it's Scrapyard Steelbreaker. It's a four mana, four three. Uh, for one mana, you can sacrifice another artifact, and it gets plus two, plus one until end of turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so three, four. Yeah, isn't that what I said? You said four, three. I meant three. <laughs> yeah, so you can you can sack it to get to plus five, plus five. Yeah, so yeah. this is a very nerfed so, so Atog, five, five, yeah. uh, and it is at common. Mm-hmm. So maybe this replaces Atog, maybe the deck is strong enough uh, with Ethereum Spinner and mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. Sojourner's Companion, yeah. uh, that you don't. You don't, just don't run anything in the Atog slot. Say, I think the, the game plan would be more of a kind of like a go wide, maybe. Like, as yeah. getting your Because Atog had Trample, right? Was Atog no. a Trample? Uh, no, he didn't have Trample. So. Okay. No. The, it, was, it was a fling kind of fling, thing. Fling, yeah. Yeah. You, so some, some versions would run fling. Some would run Team of Battle Rage. Yes, I the think, double strike or, Trample. Yeah, Team of oh, team yeah. Battle Fury. Is that what it's called? I think it's Battle Rage. Battle Rage. Oh, <clears> yeah. Yeah, to give it Trample. That was one of your win cons in the deck. Mm. Uh, so yeah, look, the, there's some exciting artifacts, which mm-hmm. is really good for pauper. Um, I do think that so what we've seen in this set is lots of equipment and vehicles, not just normal artifacts. It's an equipment and vehicle heavy set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually surprised at this because yeah. whilst it's not surprising since it is a cyberpunk sort of theme, yeah. and, and it makes sense to have cool equipment and technology um and like tron bikes and stuff Mm. (laughs) yeah i kind of expected that the brothers war is where we would get our equipment vehicles yeah but actually and actually in in the predictions episode that we made at the beginning of the year Mm. one of the predictions was that the brothers war would have mech like yeah like transformer Basically, <laughs> basically, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have that. We would have equipment artifact, like equipment 
creatures. equipment vehicles that could yeah. be crude mm-hmm. or equip. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of have that in yeah. Neon Dynasty with the reconfigure mechanic, mm-hmm. which which lets you pay a certain amount of mana yeah. to equip an artifact creature to another creature. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they would effectively, the, the simplest way to put it would be, it would be like having a normal equipment. It would have the, all the, the normal abilities of equipment, but it's also a creature in itself. Yeah. So you, you slam it down, and instead of it just being on your board as an equipment artifact, it would actually just be a creature. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can go over one of the cards. One of the ones I think is going to be the most impactful um, is called Lizard Blades, I think. Uh, if you go have a look at Lizard Blades, it is a... Yeah, so Lizard Blades is a two-mana artifact creature. Uh, so it costs one and a red for a equipment lizard. An equipment lizard. Hmm. Um, so it's a one-one. So it's a two-mana one-one creature with double strike, and the equipped creature also has double strike. So it's a two-mana one-one and with double strike, and mm-hmm. then you re-equip it for two mana to a creature. So it's no longer a creature, but the equipped creature gets double strike. Yeah, I think it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems really cheap to give your creature double strike. Yeah, in a the red deck wins kind of deck. Um, I think it's going to be a nice little. Uh, uh, way to miss Embercleave, let's say, because <laughs> yeah. Embercleave has been missed quite quite yeah. heavily in that deck, unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah that, think... that's one of the examples of the interesting. That this is a rare though, because yeah. I don't see much difference between this and Twinblade Geist from um, Midnight Hunt. Yeah, no Crimson Vow. Was that the one that you enchanted though? So that was two mana for a one one double strike. Yeah, and then yeah, you could disturb, disturb it as yeah. an enchantment for I think two mana to give a creature double strike. Yeah. Yeah. This is two mana for a one one double strike. And then you can pay two mana to reconfigure mm-hmm. and give another creature double strike. Yeah. But this is a rare. Well this is because it's an equipment though, the creature, if it were to get killed, if it's been enchanted by the, the twin blade guys, the enchantment also gets destroyed. Yeah. The graveyard. So this is a this would just once the creature dies, it goes back to being an it goes back to being a creature actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is affected by summoning sickness either. So if the if the opponent kills it on their turn, you can actually attack with the one one next turn with double strike or re equip it if you need to. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit more it, it sticks on the board a bit longer, yeah. supposedly. Yeah, I see. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think one of the um, important clarifications with reconfigure as well, and I don't know whether you'd actually ever want to do this, but with equip, you can't actually unequip, can you? No, you can't. No, you can't. no. with reconfigure, you can. you can. Yeah, you have the option to pay the reconfigure cost to just to unequip. Yeah. Right, okay. which is actually very nifty because mm-hmm. yeah, then you can you can decide if you need the two attackers or just the one attacker with with double strike yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, for potential, yeah, for potential combat tricks. So yeah, that's really nice. Um, it's, it's it's definitely nice to have unequip because I that's one thing that the equipments uh, kind of struggle with sometimes, especially with things like lightning greaves in, in commander because yeah. that gives your creature shroud. It can't be targeted by other equipment, so you need to unequip it. But you can only do so if you have another creature to reequip it yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So there can be yeah, there can be some uh, tricky tricky wording sometimes. I think that one of the biggest things we're going to get from this set is mm-hmm. a seriously strong mono blue tempo deck oh yeah into in in alchemy and standard yeah because in this set we are have we've, we've had essence capture printed mm-hmm. which is all, already one of the best counter spells out there against creature decks it's just so yeah. strong yeah um we've had spell pierce printed which is a really strong counter huge, spell huge blue card mm-hmm. yeah and we have a new card called Disruption Protocol, mm-hmm. which is blue-blue for an instant that reads, 
As an additional cost to cast this spell, tap an untapped artifact you control or pay one mm -hmm. counter target spell. Mm -hmm. So this Pretty is, sweet. Yeah. yeah, if you're in an artifact deck, I know there's a very popular one in Historic at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think there's room for one in Standard and Alchemy with yeah. this set. Yeah. Uh, then this is just a counter spell. As in the old classic, the old card, classic yeah. counter spell, yeah. Counter spell, which is the most broken counter spell yeah. ever printed. And this is really strong. Like there are some really strong there's some really strong counter magic mm -hmm. uh printed into this set. And I really think that as somebody who played a ton of Delver of Secrets decks mm -hmm. in the last sort of season and average like a 43% win rate with them. <laughs> yeah. And I could not get Mono Blue Delver to really work. Yeah. Um but this, should, felt... this probably pushes it over, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It felt like it was just down to those cheap counter spells. Mm -hmm. You know, you you're running a playset of Juari Disruption because it's your best mm -hmm. cheap counter spell. And Juari Disruption is really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a it's a pretty bad late game card unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I did want to point out though with that the artifact counter spell is that is that runnable in Delver? Because you want to run lots of instants and sorceries, don't you? You don't yeah. necessarily want artifacts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe even just paying the one additional cost is nice. If you if you have some conditional artifacts like treasures, maybe. Yeah. But then treasures aren't really useful in mono blue anyway, other than for ramp. Um, so I'm just trying to think what artifacts could be run in Delver deck. What do you? What, what's the kind of main shell of the deck you have already? You kind of. So the creature package I used to run was um, ascendant. Spirit? Yes, the snow one. Okay, yeah. so it's Mono Blue Snow. Um, Delver of Secrets and Suspicious Stowaway. I see. That was the creature package. And then I used to run a few... Um, was that Gravenlord? Imrith. Imrith. Yeah, yeah, Desert Doom. Yes. Um, I didn't run Gravenlaw. No. I, did I run Memory Deluge? I don't think oh yeah, I Memory Deluge that. would have been better, probably. It, I think it would have been, but I also didn't run that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that that was all the creatures, and I'm wondering whether in this set there are better creatures to run. Uh, Sus yeah. Suspicious Stowaway is very good, but there are ninjas in this set that draw yeah. you cards Lots when they deal ninjas. damage. Yeah. Uh, Stowaway is actually probably, I mean, it is a very good card. I think it, there might be something better. Uh, I think that Ascendant Spirit, I'd like to find another um creature to go in that slot because mm. the problem with ascendant spirit is you just end up sinking so much mana into it and yeah. it's such a huge investment and it's then it becomes a big target as well yeah and it's yeah. such an easy target yeah yeah um, that's fair but yeah yeah if if you could resolve it and protect it you did fine i but yeah the the, the deck just didn't have the high quality counter spells that it needed mm -hmm. to really be a mono blue tempo deck but in this set we have Quite a few cards that are returning things to hand. Mm -hmm. Quite a few really good counter spells printed. And actually some really solid finishes for blue as well. Yeah. So I used to run Imrith to... Uh, I used to find that Imrith would get me back into some games that were not... that Where my the beginning of the game didn't go very well. Yeah. Uh, but in the Imrith slot, perhaps can go Jinnika Taxius. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big, big old threat. Yeah, Jinka Taxis is a pretty disgusting card. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's absolutely horrendous. So Jinka Taxius Progress Tyrant. It's five blue blue for a legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. It's a five five, which is the same size as Imrith, beefy body. 
And whenever you cast an artifact, instant, or sorcery, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. This ability triggers only once each turn. And whenever an opponent casts an artifact, instant, or sorcery spell, counter that spell. This ability <laughs> triggers only once each yes. turn. This is Bullshit. horrendous. Yeah. yeah, absolutely horrendous. It's, um, it's pretty rough. Oh, I think yeah. it's going to be one of those cards that could, it is seven mana, mm. quite big. And mm. in alchemy, the so the big seven mana creature with Hullbreaker Horror that was recently nerfed so that it's mm-hmm. now counterable. Yeah. In standard, it's still count. It's still not counterable. Yeah. So it 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 begs the question like which one of these do you play? Because in a tempo deck, maybe you do want to play Hullbreaker Horror just because you can keep tempo. Yeah on your side yeah. in that sense whereas mm-hmm. instead this would you'd have to do this at sorcery speed it's counterable it could lose you a lot of tempo yeah um but either way if you do slam it down it is more or less a win for you yeah. <laughs> like it's just so like all of your all of your things become safe for at least once mm-hmm. one interaction mm-hmm. like opponents have to pay like twice the amount of mana to do something to you and twice the amount of cards it's yeah pretty 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 nifty yeah this is it's high risk high reward i think because this mm-hmm. is exactly the kind of creature that you don't want to play against a control deck. Yeah. Because it's a seven mana counterable threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you resolve this against a control deck, the game's it's just over. Yeah. The, the game is just over. And that's that's kind of what tempo decks is want they want to do. They want to be able to force your opponents into like tapping out and force them into dealing with like uh well, gaining tempo. Mm-hmm. It, it, it helps you gain tempo. And once you if you get that far ahead, uh you can definitely close out a game with something like Jenga Taxis. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see if that. I mean, def- either way, whether or that you could tax this, the the mono blue tempo deck does look really powerful, uh, and I think it's definitely worth trying to flesh that one out. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what changes are going to be made to the deck, but there's a lot of exciting cards. Yeah, uh, and I think that you know, wizards were clearly lining up a mono blue tempo deck. Yeah, I think especially just printing Delver Secrets. Yeah. Um, which is just such a good card in that deck. Mm-hmm. And now that there's just a lot more support for it, you can run tons more instants and sorceries without lowering the quality of your deck too much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really cool to see that. Um, the other thing that I think uh, one of the main talking points, one of the main talking points for every set that comes out, I like to talk about the, the rare land cycle. So yeah. for those that don't know, Wizards of the Coast, uh, more or less in every set, will have five rare lands. Um, and they tend to be... They tend to be Pretty big most of the time. Uh, pretty cool lands. These ones, I think, are insanely powerful. Um, so the the land the land cycle that they've gone for this time is similar to the first Kamigawa set of lands, where it would be a legendary monocolored land that enters untapped. So it's like a it's like a plains, it's like an island, mm-hmm. but it's legendary, so you can't play multiple. Mm-hmm. But then they'll have a separate ability on them, which in this uh, in this set is the new. I think it's a new keyword, right? Channel. Channel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So channel will let you uh, discard the card as well as paying an additional cost at times. So in most of these cards say have a mana cost on them. Uh, so for example, if we go through uh, Sarkenzen, Crucible of Defiance, it's a legendary land that can tap for a red mana and it has channel for three and a red, discard Sarkenzen, Crucible of Defiance, and you can create two one one colorless spirit tokens with haste and this ability costs one less for each legendary creature you control. So... Mm. Yeah, the, they tend to be fairly underpowered abilities, but the fact that they're lands that come in untapped and tap a color mm-hmm. is more than enough reason to, to probably just run four of them because yeah. you can dis, you can channel the extra ones that you have in your hand yeah. for the value. Um, 
So yeah, I, I think these these ones are very, very powerful. And the most powerful of the the five, I think is, well, what do you guys think is the most powerful of the five? Well, I think Sakenza and the one you just read out, mm-hmm. just specifically, just to sort of get an idea of the power of yeah. these lands. Um, if you think of the classic mono red aggro deck, mm. having a land in your deck that can either be a land or be a probably three or maybe even two mana create two one ones with haste mm-hmm. is so good for an aggressive deck like that. Yeah. So good for mono red. Like that's exactly what you want. And yeah. uh, even though it's a legendary land, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you'd uh, you'd definitely run a, a place and, and it would just be a snap um, include. Mm-hmm. It would it would increase the quality of your starting hands so much. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to, like, I think that kind of shows the power behind these lands. Mm-hmm. Um, it just comes down to flexibility. Cards yeah. that can do more than one thing, can serve more than one purpose, are often yeah. incredibly powerful. Yeah. It's definitely been like the shared kind of theme of the last like year or so of magic cards is those like dual face cards mm-hmm. and, and having versatility on, on makes them just so much power, more powerful. Things like Balaged Recovery is a really big commander card because it's a three mana sorcery that returns a card from the graveyard to your hand, but on the other side is a land. So that's like the most, yeah. like uh, what, what you said, probably the most premium version of that card mm-hmm. just because it's so versatile and it's a really nice effect as well in commander. Um, yeah, so th- this is a similar kind of thing. Like these lands are just so... They're just so versatile. Like you, the fact that they come in untapped as well. I was, I was. I think that just makes them really powerful. Yeah. Uh, and and a color mana because mana is really hard in Magic to get right. It's really hard to get uh, good good mana bases. <laughs> um, and this is definitely a plus for a lot of decks. So the best one though. Mm-hmm. The best one of the five. Mm, yes, I think it's. I think I'm gonna go for Iganjo. Okay. Seat of the Empire. Which one's that one? You mind reading that one out? So it's the white legendary land. Uh, it has channel, two and a white, discard Iganjo Seat of the Empire. It deals four damage to target attacking or blocking creature. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason I say this is because of context. I think that the mono white deck runs cards like Thalia. Mm. Um, and in alchemy, uh, Captain Everhart, is it? Yes. Uh, you know, that, that kind of mono white deck that runs a lot of legendary creatures, uh, mm. this kind of allows you to, so with, with Iganjo, you can play around your own Thalia mm. because it's not a spell. It's not, it's not casting a spell. A spell. Yeah, you're right. So it's kind of like a spell that isn't a spell. And so you can play things like Paladin class and, uh, and Thalia and yeah, tax your taxes, opponent, yeah. Uh, but and yeah, because the mono white deck is so creature heavy, this gives them an option, gives them some tech against like mono green decks that just wall them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah four damage is super strong. relevant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, four damage is super relevant. So I think whether it's the most powerful ability or not, I don't know, but I think in context of the format that it's going to be played in, mm. I think this one is the one that's going to be the most impactful. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Have you had a look at all of them? Yeah, I actually quite like the blue one. Blue um, one. Ottawara Soaring City. Okay, let's have a look. So it has channel for three in a blue, discard Ottawara Soaring City, return target artifact creature, enchantment or planeswalker to its owner's hand, and like the others, it costs one less to cast each legendary creature you control. Just because of the versatility of that, because mm. that's protection for your stuff, or yeah. 
bouncing somebody else's stuff and it it targets pretty much everything mm-hmm, artifact yeah. creature enchantment like well yeah that is everything that's pretty nifty yeah yeah okay and i like value and that is a lot of value that's yeah value. bouncing your own planeswalker back to your hand and then recasting it at full loyalty mm-hmm. uh having the option to do that that kind of thing yeah it is super versatile yeah so surprisingly um Mine is completely different to both of yours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually think Basaju, the green one, is the most powerful one. Uh, and there's also uh, my another question I was going to ask you guys is what do you think Basaju the most expensive card will be? And I think it will be this one. Okay. I think it will be Basaju because of... So not just, the, uh, not just that in standard, but I think this is an insane commander card because... So if we go ahead and read out Basaju. So it's a legendary land that taps for green. Uh, and it has channel for two mana, or sort of cost one and a green. You discard the land, and you can destroy target artifact, enchantment, or non-basic land your opponent controls. That player then searches their library for a land card with a basic land type, puts it onto the battlefield, and then shuffles. And this ability costs one less for each legendary creature you control. So, more or less, this is always going to cost a single green mana for the channel cost, because you're playing Commander. For, yeah. if, if, for example, if in Commander, um, you're playing... You know this. This is an uncounterable one mana discard a land um, to destroy an artifact or enchantment, yeah. which is really, really, really powerful in command because artifacts and enchantments tend to be quite hard to get rid of in commander. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as this being a land, like you, you, you tend to get a lot of, uh, you know, for example, in Lord Wingrace, I would love this card because you can channel it, play mm-hmm. it from your graveyard as a land, yeah, uh, that's and true. then just kind of rinse and repeat in a sense. Um, I think this one, in terms of, you know, I think this is one you want to pick up for Commander for as many green decks as you can, really. Yeah. Um, just seems really powerful for the ability. Obviously, the opponent does get their land out of it, but mm. it's, kind of, it's kind of negligible. That's, yeah, that's not yeah. the end of the world. A basic um, land is not. A basic land. Yeah. It does come in attacks. Ah, uh, but it's not a basic land. Uh, no, you can destroy a non-basic land. But they... But it has to be a land with a basic... Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Really Did it read that? Yeah, yeah. Again. It. It's a land card with a basic land. Oh, with land a basic type. land type. Right, okay, So you can yeah. get a tiger. Yeah, you can get a tiger. Yeah, okay. You can get a... Uh, you can hey, get, okay, yeah. yeah. Anything that, does, that has... That does change it a bit, actually. Yeah, so you could get a swamp weird. mountain. Any yeah. Anything with a basic land yeah, type. Yeah, basic land type, mm. yeah. That's, that is pretty rough. Yeah. But either way, I do still think this is... you know. In co- I do think it's the first time we've ever seen that kind of... Yeah. That, yeah, that, that written that down kind of like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's a basic land type, yeah. So it's not a basic land; it just, just has, has to, to have, have the a land base, type. Yeah. Um, huh. But still, either way, I still think this ability is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, even in standard, just because of the fact that you can play it as a land, like in mono green, uh, this is land. This is artifact enchantment removal, which is helpful on a land, um, which is which is really mm-hmm. helpful. So. I don't know. I think I think this one was my maybe maybe not the most powerful one, but maybe my favorite one. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think. How, yeah. As you've said, this is really good in commander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just having the option to have a one mana answer to a lot of commander's most powerful early plays. Yeah. Like, it, honestly, you can you can turn to destroy a soul ring. Yeah. Uh, which can like soul ring can win a game. It can. Yeah. A soul ring off a player who gets soul ring down on turn one often yeah. accelerates so quickly yeah it's um, yeah and yeah this can i think i think this, i think this is the best one for commander i think yeah you are right and even in other formats as well it's always going to be relevant because because of the fact that it's this land that comes in untapped things even like things like legacy i think this is fast enough because in legacy you can 
it's the same thing. Like it's an uncounterable destroy target artifact or enchantment. Things like Crosen Grip is the same kind of thing. It's like an uncounterable mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. Uh, destroy target artifact or enchantment at instant speed. This is also instant speed. Channel is an instant speed ability mm-hmm. because it doesn't say to only play it at sorcery. sorcery yeah. Yeah. So you can activate this at any time. I, I, I don't know. I think these are really, really powerful lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bosagia, I think, is either the most powerful one or my favorite one. Yeah. Um, okay. Hopefully it won't be too expensive, but I, I definitely see this being the most expensive because of its commander playability, yeah. uh, which is probably the, the most popular format. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably also sees lots of play in modern as well, um, just being a, because modern is an extremely fast format being an untapped land is, is necessary mm-hmm. and the ability again uncounterable cheap destroys artifact enchantment that can definitely be a big swing uh in in, in modern as mm-hmm. far as i'm aware so yeah i think this is going to be a hugely uh, a widely played card in, in yeah. lots of formats i think that while it's not part of the rare land cycle mm. uh roadside reliquary is a land that i think actually would be really good in commander so it taps mm-hmm. for colorless, but you can pay two mana, tap and sacrifice roadside reliquary, and then draw a card if you control an artifact, draw a card if you control an enchantment. Ooh, yeah. Okay. A land that comes good. in untapped. Yeah. And then in the late game can be a two mana draw two. Mm-hmm. It's really solid. Yeah. That is pretty solid. Yeah. Really solid. Because it's, yeah, it, the fact that it is, you're right, in the late game it matters because it's not a card in your hand that you have to pay. To, to draw to it's a mm-hmm. land that's already on the battlefield that's stuck there for a while mm-hmm. you get rid of it to, yeah yeah that is really good I, I didn't even pick that one up that's an uncommon so that's probably mm-hmm. you know one of your cheaper commander pickups i reckon yeah, yeah. i think it's just a good utility good land utility for land yeah yeah that's really sweet I, I didn't pick up on that one nice so any other insights that you guys have picked up um, looking through the cards in the set let's have a look yeah. any specific cards that have st- sort of stood out to you what about containment construct containment construct which one's that what's that so a containment construct is two mana for an artifact creature construct it's a two one whenever you discard a card you may exile that card from your graveyard if you do you may play that card this turn yeah that one's busted okay yeah. (laughs) busted pretty damn busted imagine uncommon right it's an uncommon Mm -hmm. so super cheap and i think this is I think this is good enough for any commander deck that might discard anything at any point. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a commander staple, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times, you... Yeah, no, I, I, this is really powerful. Yeah. Um, Two mana, every card you control has madness. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's um, really good. Huge, yes, it's going to be huge in standard, I think. It's going to be huge in alchemy and definitely huge in commander. Huge with the uh, with the the channel lands, yeah. Because it specifically says you can play this card, mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. use a card's channel ability, play the land, and it comes in untapped. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. that's really powerful, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. insane. Um, so yeah, it's uh, one green destroy a target artifact, enchantment, and then, and then play, play a land. Play the land. Yeah, <laughs> that gets you pretty far ahead. To be yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely a huge, uh, quite quite interestingly. I'm surprised it was uncommon. Um, yeah, because it's definitely one a card you want to be going to want to pick up. Yeah, it doesn't seem any more powerful, uh, so any less powerful than some rares that come to mind. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is a really strong card. I think it, I'm really happy that it's printed out uncommon. Me though, too, because yeah. it is, I think, going to be quite a, widely played. Yeah, yeah, a very widely played card. So being an uncommon, I, I'm glad that Wizards have chosen to do that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, uh, definitely. Like if you're if you're getting into Commander or something, and you're looking for cheaper, hopefully cheap. Hopefully this stays quite cheap. Um, this is definitely one you want to pick up. It just seems really powerful against, you know, especially things like wheel decks and and discard decks. Like it, no matter where you, where you play this, this is going to be quite helpful a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not an uncommon thing to have to discard your cards in Commander games. So yeah, really really sweet card. Um, looking forward to seeing that one come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully pick that one up. So can we take a little moment to mm -hmm. talk about the story? Yeah, yes. elements oh, yeah. of Kamigawa that we've seen so far. So I've not read the story, mm. but from what I can surmise from the image gallery, the basic gist of it is that the Wanderer, who has been revealed, we know mm -hmm. their identity mm -hmm. now, um, seems to be combating the Phyrexian threat on Kamigawa. Yeah, Taxius is there trying to get a hold of the reality. Chip. The reality is it. The reality chip. chip. Reality chip. chip. The reality yeah. chip, yeah. Um, and so Tezzeret's doing something. Uh, Jingataxius is around. Tezzeret's helping Jingataxius, right? He helped portal him to the plane. As far Makes, as I'm aware. Oh, yeah, through the planar bridge. Through the planar bridge. Yes, I, as far as I'm right. aware, that's what Tezzeret did. Mm -hmm. He's pretty evil. <laughs> yes, he's We've known bad, that for a while. He's a bad guy. Uh, so bad. Kaito and Tamiyo team up mm -hmm. to take on Jingataxius, mm -hmm. or I think just to defend the reality chip from Jingataxius' yes. yeah. attack. Yeah, the Wanderer um, entrusted it to Tammy for yeah. safekeeping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how did that go? How did that go? Where are we now? <laughs> well, we can have a look at a card called Tamiya's Completion to begin with. Um, it's not the, the, the best card. It's a nice little uh, limited removal. But the, the story of the card is uh, Tamiya was completed. Now, for those who get that word mixed up with C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-D, this is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T-E-D, which mm. is also a real word. Okay. And the, the official definition of the word completed is to, I think it's like to perfect something or to, to, to yeah, in, in essence, kind of perfect something, make something the best it can be, to, mm -hmm. to complete it. So in the Phyrexian uh, version of this, what they do is a process called completion where they strip a person or, or a being of their organs, replace them with the metal parts that they're also kind of made of mm -hmm. um, to wow. make them this perfect being of being servant, I guess, perfect servant that, that works for them and, and is a very, it makes them much more powerful. Yeah. Um, but their soul and their mind, in terms of magic gathering, their soul and their mind stay behind. Uh, so they're still there, but they're corrupted by their organs mm -hmm, being okay. completely stripped off and, uh, replaced, replaced by robot and, and improved let's say okay. <laughs> how they would say is yeah. improved hmm. um so tamio it, it's a huge thing for the story because tamio is a planeswalker mm -hmm. and prior to to kamigawa this set planeswalkers being completed was completely out of question mm -hmm. phyrexians had never been powerful enough to to, to do this to complete this task let's say so it, it's uh... yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a huge thing that Tamiyo has now been completed because that opens up so much for the Phyrexians. They're no mm -hmm. longer really trapped by on their yeah. plane. Mm -hmm. You know, with Tezzeret's help, they pretty much have access to anywhere now, right? Yes. Tamiyo being a planeswalker, she can planeswalk wherever she wants. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. She is now basically a servant of the Phyrexians, mm -hmm. which I think is where the story is leading to now. There's Phyrexians become a big enough threat yeah. to. The multiverse, a huge threat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Remember, this is this is the same Tamio that 
trapped out was the, it? the trapped emrakul yeah. In, oh, yeah in the moon on innistrad yeah so she's powerful. she's not a pusher yeah no and uh jim completely destroyed her yeah. <laughs> yeah she is she is so she is now a completed planeswalker um if you have a look at her she does have a planeswalker card it's really sweet mm-hmm. it's a really sweet card it's it's messy it's 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 messed up and and oh i just love it it is the 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 artwork and the story and what happened to tamio is honestly shocking it is shocking yeah For any fans of tamio like me <laughs> i you know i, I nearly built a moonfolk deck mm. a couple years ago because uh, so I ended up building the Eldrazi deck instead. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to build a Moonfolk deck because I I just I thought Tamiya was really cool. I thought mm-hmm. the Moonfolk were really cool. Yeah. Very underrepresented tribe that incidentally have got a few extra good Moonfolk cards in this set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tamiya is a Moonfolk. Yeah. She's she's yeah. like the Planeswalker Moonfolk. Yeah. The, the best. The, the strongest one. Most. most yeah. Of the... <clears throat> um, yeah. And as uh, if you're a fan of Tamiya and you're not clear on what's happened here. She's You're about, she's You're about to be sad. <laughs> she's dead. She's, yeah, she is gone. She yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it is. That is the end of Tamio. Yeah. So is the Planeswalker card her before or after she's dead? after she's been okay. completed? Yeah. So her her Planeswalker card is it has a it has a Phyrexian mana. Oh, cost, it, it literally says compl- okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a look at the card, you can see her face and her body. It's all oh, like yeah. metal and stuff. It's grim. I will admit she looks a lot She looks cooler. way cooler. She <laughs> looks a lot cooler. <laughs> the Phyrexians do make them look really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure in terms of the story what happened to Kaito. Maybe one of you guys can tell us what happened to him, but we know Tammy is, is a goner. <laughs> She's yeah. a goner. Um, and yeah, this is a huge progression in the story because, you know, the Phyrexians are now this multiversal mm-hmm. threat. Mm-hmm. They're we don't know what they're planning on doing, but maybe if they capture Tamio, maybe they plan on doing something on Innistrad with the Eldrazi's. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be a Phyrexian versus Eldrazi mega war. That would be fucking That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking insane. But this is possible, right? Because at the moment, I'm sure there's kind of an uneasy alliance between the Phyrexians and Tezzeret. Mm-hmm. Tezzeret is not, in my opinion inherently just evil no. he's more self-serving than evil. yeah so he must be getting something out of the deal mm. uh and let's imagine the phyrexians want to be able to planeswalk mm. without being planeswalkers mm. and or without having to rely on tezzeret and the planar bridge well what is one other group of creatures that can travel through the blind eternities without planeswalking it's the eldrazi mm-hmm. it's the eldrazi yeah um so maybe that is something. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the topic of Kaito and how Kaito escaped Jingataxius's onslaught, well, the Kaito card gives us the answer to this. Okay. Uh, okay. So Kaito Shizuki is one blue and a black. Um, it, it's a planeswalker. I won't read all, all of its abilities, mm-hmm. uh, but its static ability is at the beginning of your end step. If Kaito Shizuki entered the battlefield this turn, he phases oh, out. Yeah, I remember oh, this. So, um, I'm completely making this up, by the way. That's sense. what the card does. I mean, it's, it's, but that makes sense. Kaito, though. he shows up, he stabs Jengataxius, and then he and then disappears. Just so he just yeah. literally just yeah. literally on Jengataxius' like turn, Jengataxius has lethal, <laughs> but Kaito's phased out. This is going to be like an actual magic, magic gathering arena story mode <laughs> where you fight Jengataxius, but then you just disappear. <laughs> 
I, I do like to think that Kaito did just straight up use like a really basic smoke bomb or something. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is this? Where has he gone? <laughs> God damn it. Does Jingatakus even have eyes? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, so Kaito seems like he got away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even though he got, if he got away, the plane is pretty much Jinga taxi yeah one. like yeah. he he took a planeswalker yeah. that's that's a threat <laughs> that's scary <laughs> um so yeah it, we're, i'm looking forward to seeing where the story goes with that um mm-hmm. phyrexians being the new big bad i'm excited to see if they're going to do another kind of big finale like war of the spark mm-hmm. um, that would be cool. it would be really nice if they did i'd like um, that just for the trailer Yes, I yeah, really the like was. The it was really so hype. Good. It was really hype. The War of the Spark was the big finale mm-hmm. to the Nicol Bolas story, um, and they've it now was they've on been Ravnica. Just yeah. seeing Ravnica being destroyed, yeah, was just absolutely <sighs> butchered. Yeah, yeah, and the Phyrexians are more than capable of doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. wizards have shown with this set, with the completion of Tamio, mm-hmm. that they are not pulling punches with this story. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah, and that's really cool. Because I think really that's cool. always been a bit of an issue with some of the sets that came out. Things like Strixhaven, they do have like access to all these like spells from all other universes, but they've never really had like an impact on the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Liliana's there, and she might mm-hmm. make a return. But things like yeah, like Strixhaven and uh, what else came out? Well, even um, Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow. Yeah, like one of the things they did in that set was. Hey, here's Catilda. She's the mm. leader of the Dawnheart. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you sad? And and I think yeah. we were all a bit like, I don't really yeah, care. Don't, We've only don't just know met. Her. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so killing off Tanya is big. It's huge. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. And another thing as well, with within this round, the threat wasn't that big because I think it was only Chandra and Teferi that actually made an appearance. Kaya went. As Kaya well. did as yeah. well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so not a whole Although, lot. Of from the law that I've read. They arrived at Markov, or no, was it Voldar- the Voldaran estate? Yeah. And Kaya said something to Chandra along the lines of, ah, there's ghosts here. Yeah. Uh, I think I need to go free them. Yeah. <laughs> you deal with the vampires. You deal with, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go free the ghosts, which which is just like, <laughs> we had a job to do. But that is her overall thing, though. Yeah. That's her whole vibe is ghosts. Hunting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she just got distracted. Yeah, I get by it. ghosts. I mean, she was the one that took on Vorinclex, so she probably will yeah. take a big play in the story. Yeah, definitely. In terms of that, wasn't something I, I don't remember reading all of the Kalfam story, but wasn't something done with Tybalt? Apparently, he was like taken capture uh, okay. by something by mm. Vorinclex. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it was, but that would be interesting to see if he's been like completed as well. You know what? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> um, that's complete bullshit. But <laughs> that could be the case. Uh, I do remember in the in the Calham story, I remember there being conflict between Kaya and Tybalt. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and of course some conflict between Kaya and Vorinclex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that all fits together though. We should probably be more <laughs> prepared about talking. <laughs> yeah, this story, it was a whole but... year ago. Yeah. See, this is the thing with magic law. I am really interested in it, but it's so a lot of it's so bad. Yeah. It's so badly written yeah. that it really doesn't. It's because it's, it's just hard too to frequent. Read. I would like a highlights, basically, yeah. of the each the sets. Things, yeah, yeah, because you are right, there is a lot, and it is not. Well, Covert Go read. Blue has a, I think, an, another channel called Covert Go Law, oh. where he with uh, with his wife, I think, covers law highlights. Oh, shout out to CGB. That's quite cool. Yeah, 
I'm gonna watch that. We should make something like that. What's a pun on Chatterstorm that could work? For what? For, for like law. law. Chatter story. Chatter story. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's good. Oh, <laughs> that's he, good. Did, he didn't really plan that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what yeah, that was too quick. Immediately. Jess. Chatter story. <laughs> uh, checks notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because even like on, on the Innistrad as well, because we had like the Ren and Seven Planeswalker card there, she literally turned up, said hi to Teferi, mm. and helped Teferi for like 30 <laughs> seconds, and then she just dipped. I've read because I've read the story for that one for the first bit. Yeah, she literally turns up and is struggling to find seven. Teferi bumps into her by accident and is like, "Oh, hey, want to travel together for a bit?" He's like, "Oh, there's your tree." And she's like, "All right, cool, peace out." (laughs) And she just plains walks away with seven, and that's all she and she got a card out of it. So that's all she did on that um, in that story. So there's yeah, there's um, I don't know. We'll see. see. There's a bit of like uh, unanswered things there, but. You know, it is what it is. Mm. But yeah. either way, the story does look exciting, at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. coming up. We don't know what's going to happen with... So the next few sets that we know are coming out with Nuka Penna, The Brothers War, and then Dominaria Reunited? Or yeah. United. Or United. United. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of yeah, Dominaria. United. And I think Dominaria United is coming out first. Brothers, oh, is it? I think Brothers War is the last set of, I of thought this. Dominaria was the full we... set. This is in a previous episode yeah. we talked yeah. about this. Yeah, core sets come out. In the middle of the year. Oh, they're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then Brothers War is the the inner strat of the, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so we did predict that the Phyrexian threat would kind of come to a head in mm-hmm. Dominaria United. I still think that's possible. Oh, I think I think that's why they're going with it. I, I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know whether they're they're going to stretch it out even further. To be honest, it's already been a year since we first saw War and Clef. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Dominaria United is where we're going to see that story come to a mm-hmm. head. That also makes me think that Nuka Penna is probably not going to have kind of the Phyrexian threat. I think Nuka Penna is going to be, yeah, it's going to be its own focus yeah. thing of like the crime families and, mm. and its own kind of like, kind of like a Strixhaven yeah, story. Yeah, I think it's going to be so yeah. much um, a Strixhaven, but cooler. Because gangs. Because yeah, gangs. <laughs> uh, and three colour lads. Yeah. So excited for those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully we get the other fight and they can finally have a Jun land. Oh my god, I love Jun so much. Anyway, um, <laughs> Jun is the coolest colours: red, green, and black. Nah, mm. so cool. What's your favourite three colours, Sarah? <sighs> That's lame. That's like Abzan. Mine is Esper. I really like Abzan. Esper's pretty though. cool. Abzan is also pretty cool. Abzan's pretty cool. But their their, their characters are always lame though, like Kethis and the tree guy. And uh, Hamza, who was absent, wasn't he? Was he? I thought he was Selesnia. Was he just Selesnia? The elephant guy, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you have like the tree folk guy, which is toughness man. Yeah, Doran. Doran, the yeah. siege tower, that's it, yeah. yeah. What do I like? Kethis is pretty cool. You can make a cool command out of him, but his character's like, he's an elf. <laughs> an elf advisor or something. Or he was a human advisor, I don't know. Yeah, but then you got like, Nethroi was Abzan, mm-hmm. right, from Macoria. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He was a it was a nightmare. Of horror. All of them were just the same transformer creature kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, mine is Esper. Jundas so cool. I like blue and black a lot. Blue and black is cool. Yeah, blue and black. Maybe Saltai cool. actually. Saltai seems Saltai's, more your thing. Yeah. Saltai is Saltai is super cool. Saltai, you got things like I like Ramba. <laughs> yeah, you do. You and like you like blue green. I like blue and black. Blue green, yeah. blue, green and blue black. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 Saltai. I pick Saltai. What about you, Sarah? Have you picked? 
well, three color pair. I like no, I like Jeskai. Those are cheap bad ones. That is pretty cool. Jeskai's cool. And then I like, but I just hate the name so much, Mardu. Mardu. Yeah. Mardu. I've always struggled with Mardu's like identity. I always never. I never sort of like because you have Mardu knights, but then you have like Mardu demons, Mardu demons, angels. Mardu angels, dragons. But that's yeah, what I dragons. think. That's dragons why I, is kind of fun. That's why I like it. Yeah, it's a bit. Everything. Yeah. And the two, all the two color pairings within that three color are really cool. That's that makes true. sense. Yeah. That's kind of a lot of what I play. I think is within those three colors. That's fair. But yeah. I do like Jeskai. And I'll pick Jeskai because I hate Mardu, the word. <laughs> yeah, Jeskai is so also pretty cool. Jeskai is very cool. Yeah, uh, I do really like Jeskai. Um, so we're definitely not talking about anything useful anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you don't know. This is, although yeah. we've, we have definitely said this before, our favourite three colour pairings, so I'd be interested if they're the same. Because we've had... <laughs> I mean, I know mine is still jammed. We've genuinely had that conversation before. Yeah, we have, Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's talking about Nuka Penna oh, as well. Yeah, yeah we've run out of content. Oh no, content drought. <laughs> Even a, a new maybe, set. Maybe we should. Oh, yeah, this is this is a turbulent time in, <laughs> yeah. in, for for magic content creators. Yeah. When there's a new set coming out, there is so much to talk about. Too much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've run out of things. To but, yeah, yeah. So so we're going to recycle content. Yeah. If if wizards can reprint cards, <laughs> we can reprint we can re orate conversations. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, to wrap it up, pretty much, you know, Kamigawa is coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Make sure you try it out on Arena. I probably will install Arena to try it out <laughs> at least, because even though I didn't try out the alchemy changes, there were only a few changes. A yeah. new set is always fun to try mm-hmm. out when yeah. it comes out. There's always just so much stuff to to just play. And I will be grinding limited. Oh, so limited. I think this will be fun. So limited. Get, yeah, we didn't talk about limited much, but I think we should save that for next episode when we do get. We'll to try, try and play some limited. Yeah. yeah. But the limited set actually does look good because, as I mentioned, the commons seem powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and commons but the, are huge. the bombs don't seem that powerful. Which I like That's because Strixhaven was yeah. terrible. Not yeah. Strixhaven. Um, um, Crimson Vow. Crimson Vow. Yeah. Yeah. Crimson Vow was a terrible limited set. Yeah, it was so bomb heavy. And your best bet a lot of the time was to just force red, black to get playables and hope you open the red or black bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which I, wasn't I as like fun. That, I did yeah. enjoy the format, but. I, I think I like the idea of powerful commons and not yeah, so powerful way better, commons. Yeah. A lot better. It feels more fulfilling and, and skillful. In a yeah. Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, looking forward to the limited set. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you mean about Kaito's face. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's yeah. slightly like, because I get what it's going for. It's kind of like a, a really skin tight suit, right? Like yeah. a mech suit, mm-hmm. but it just looks weird. What it looks like is somebody's put a, a a very realistic in air quotes face yeah. on a robot? It looks yeah. like. Do you know what it looks like? It looks like when Iron Man like lifts his mask a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. But then it's almost like he's lifted his mask too much, and it just looks weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's, it is weird, but you know. Kaito. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's still a cool guy though. He's a cyber ninja. Yeah, that is pretty ninja. cool. Yeah. You'd yeah. look a bit weird if you could be a cyber ninja, right? I yeah. would pay I mean, the you price look a bit weird. of looking a bit weird if to I be could. a cyber ninja. Yeah, if I could throw smoke bombs at Jin. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's canonically the, that, that's the yeah. truth now. But that just yeah. is what happened. There's yeah. no other magic gathering. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Say differently. No. He threw a smoke bomb at Gigataxius and then ran away. And then, and then away. Jin was like dizzy. <laughs> do you know? Do you know which card I'm absolutely loving? Um, mm. It's I think it's called Kaito's Pursuit. Oh yeah, and it's it's Kaito, 
chasing after Tezzeret on a rooftop. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh so much because Tezzeret's like an old man yeah. with one arm. Like, he's yeah. like an old disabled man. And Kaito's is <laughs> cyber ninja. And, yeah, in, in, like the, in the picture, Tezzeret literally looks like half a person. <laughs> and he's like looking over the back of his, looking over his shoulder like, oh God, he's going to catch me. Kaito is like, looks like four feet behind him. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just—it's such a funny. Uh, there's something about this picture that just makes me laugh, I, especially because yeah. the flavor text implies the Tezzeret won. Oh, <laughs> Kaizo is fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's—he's a, he's a fully fledged ninja. Like yeah. rooftop is his home, basically. Mm. And Tezzeret's just like ah, mechanic <laughs> arm go burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Thank you for listening, mm-hmm. and uh, we will catch you guys next week. If you want to stay in touch with us, follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at ChatterStormPod. And if you want a Pokemon Legends RCS episode, <laughs> let us know. Yes, we could totally do it. I have a lot about that game. To it talk may about. just happen anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but if one of you says it, then it's absolutely fine that we do it. Yep. I'll tell you what, how about if you don't want a Pokemon <laughs> Legends Artist episode, tell, tell us now. Then tweet us. Yeah. If, yeah. if no one tweets us, we'll do one. Okay. Oh, I love it. Perfect. Damn it, Sarah, you're fired. Um, where's Ren and Sam? Um, not recording. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't started until Josh says, Welcome to Chatterstorm. Okay, fine. Sarah, you suck. You smell. I hate you. <laughs>